Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Value Cafe podcast and another installment of the Impact Corner. This is where I have conversations with, you know, the impact makers around us. And my aim is actually to, you know, get into their minds, explore their motivations and their journeys. I remain your host, Esther Opone, aka The Valuada. And with me today, I actually have another Esther on the show, Esther Ajari. How are you, Esther? Thank you for coming on the show. I'm great. Thank you for having me. And Esther is the 10th child of a family of 16, a first-generation student, a final-year medical student of the University of Ibadan. She's the founder and director of the Tri-Health Thing. It's a multi-award-winning non-governmental organization promoting health equity in Nigeria. She has worked on a range of development issues with the U.S. State Department, Council of Europe, G20, China Africa Project, and the Chinese Global Television Network. Ah, Madam, <laughs> in 2018, she was an Obama's Young African Leader. It's TEDx Johannesburg's 100 Ideas, 100 Millennial Award winner. Wow. And our university's delegate to the Dream Big Conference in Uganda. 2019, she was our community's young leader of the decade, youngest Dalia Lama Fellow, Clinton Global Initiatives Ambassador, African Union's delegate to the Girls 20, right? Yes. Canada and Bayer's Youth Age Summit, Brazil, and the first student to win the President Award of Wells Mountain Initiative USA. <laughs> a finalist for JCI's 10 Outstanding Young Persons in Nigeria Award, listed as a medical school's primers honor list for the third time in a row, won the .org Impact Award Rising Star category and became a finalist for the Anzisha Prize and Global Student Prize. Wow! Okay, I think we just need to take a pause here <laughs> because... If I, we are going to spend the whole of this podcast talking about all of the things you've done. And I think you actually won another award recently, right? Yeah. Oh, what's that about? Um, the International Conference on Family Planning, the Youth Trailblazer Award. Wow. So I get to go to Thailand in November to speak and moderate at the conference. And I'm also uh, working with the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute to plan the conference. Wow. So you are both a speaker <laughs> and a planner. Yes. event planner. <laughs> I'm still going to go into how this all started for you because I mean you're not just winning awards because you are just there. You are actually making impact, and it's wonderful that um, I mean at this young age, right? And then people are actually observing and seeing that, and you know, actually awarding those things and rewarding um, people going through the process. And I believe that this is going to also. Um, encourage people who are still on the journey people have not started their own impact journey and you know people who have been there for a long while but they seem unrecognized again i know the focus is on the work and these things are just you know nice side effects this has never been the major reason at all but then um i usually like to ask my guests this um with your extensive bio and all that right if nobody would remember all of those things if nobody would see all of those things what is that one thing maybe one sentence or two that you just want people to remember you by if they say oh esther jerry how would you describe yourself without those things i feel like i want them to remember me as the menstrual sanitary pad girl that's a weird description but i all my life all my work i've prided myself on the work i do in the menstrual sanitation field and i have this thing where i tell my friends that i don't think there's anybody on this planet that is as knowledgeable about menstrual sanitation (laughs) as i am because i read a lot about it and um, I've seen the work we do transform the lives of girls 
like one time we met a girl that trades sex for menstrual pads wow. and i've read about this in kenya uganda and all of that but i never thought it was happening in yeah. nigeria so i think that's one thing i want everyone to remember me for like when you think of menstrual hygiene remember my name so i think wow. that's it that's actually very beautiful so the menstrual hygiene girl yes okay <laughs> i started the menstrual hygiene girl wow well then you also do some things around aids hiv and all of those things okay so um i think the work we do for hiv slash aids really um come in two ways the first one is that we're trying to make sure that these children have access to as much nutrition as they need for their immune system to be boosted Mm -hmm. so we teach their parents which is the mothers majorly because mothers have a huge role to play Mm -hmm. how to combine local um food that can produce abundant nutrients for these children because um the idea of malnutrition is not just um because a family does not have access to food but sometimes they have access to this food they just can't combine it very well for example instead of milk which is very expensive most people can't afford it if you are living in a riverine area like data state having access to crayfish is so much easier so you can grind that and use that in place of milk, milk. so we have like nutritionists working on the different food food timetables mm-hmm. and that has been really great why for the other uh, work we do in the hiv aspect is that we teach um hiv positive people how to mindfully meditate because it has been shown that um mindful meditation helps to increase the cd4 count of hiv positive people and the and decreases the hiv viral load so we've been doing that and even beyond all of these physical alterations that mindful meditations have like it also helps for their mental health because it gives them a sense of calm a sense of understanding of who they are and what their role is in the universe and all of this has really been been a very wow. good way to help. <laughs> I feel like you just needed out there. See me shaking my head. Okay, so I, I believe that our listeners have learned one or two things about nutrition and all of that. And I, I, it was actually pretty simple enough for many people. If you also want to know more about CD4 count, you can go on Google or you can contact her <laughs> after this show. Um, so how did this whole journey start for for you? I mean, um. It was very interesting when I saw that you had the 10th in out of a family of 16, right? And then a first generation student. And like, can you tell me more about that? Um, so, like, for me, I've always grown up in a family where we didn't have a lot. Okay. Like, for example, when I was in secondary school for my first year, it took my parents 12 weeks to come up with my school fees. And I was like, wow. I was always ashamed when they come and send me out of the class. And I'm like, wow, why is it me? But I th- told myself then that I was not going to put all the, um, what I call it, all of the responsibility on my parents, that I would try my best to become first in the class so I can have the um, automatic scholarship that comes with being first in the class. And I did that for six years in a row. So wow. my parents did not have to pay my school fees anymore and I did not get sent out of school anymore. So for me, I've always had, since then, from a very young age, I've always had the 
find a problem, fix it mentality. Mm. So um, coming to the university and seeing, um, getting access to knowledge in the health equity space and seeing the problems that are affecting the mm. immediate community around me, I felt, oh, I've done a lot for myself to be where I am right now so I can do that for other for that people. Mm. So like I decided that I was going to start volunteering. How do I, like, how did I get into the volunteering space? This is a story I like telling we were actually punished in secondary school because my school then was a very touch school. I don't know how someone like me decided I must go to that school. But I've always had eyes for like big things. So um, we were punished because we were young children doing a lot of bad things in secondary school. And so one of the um, the punishment was basically us doing community service for 100 hours mm. in that particular term. And I and it was supposed to be a punishment, but I actually really enjoyed mm. the community service. So I started researching more about things like this that I can do. And that's when I discovered that there's an entire world of volunteering. And mm. since then, I volunteered with over 25 national and international organizations. Organization. And then some things I noticed during my time volunteering was that there's some um, principles, some sentiments and ideologies that these organizations hold really mm. tight that I don't really reckon with. And I'm not in any position to try to change it. And I want to be able to do that. So I decided that the best way for me to be able to like really do that was starting my own oh, organization. So I started at the organization and actually it was just supposed to be a side pet project but then I got a lot of inspiration from different people, a lot of people were chiming in and that was what really launched it to become like a big organization now that is doing a lot of work in the wow. space. Wow. Okay, so I'm, I'm actually very big on volunteering too. So I was smiling when you mentioned volunteering and I mean it does a lot of things. I, I don't think that there's any episode on this impact corner I, I think i'm just going to test that theory like almost every person i've recorded with for this impact corner segment they've always referenced volunteering and i'm going to keep looking out for that forever and then i'll, I'll come and publish a paper <laughs> and all of those things and it's interesting that for some people it was for some it was curiosity that drove them into volunteering for some it was seeing something or seeing someone do stuff and they were like oh i want to be like that or i want to be up some it's really oh, i want to boost my cv and my track record but for you coming out of a place of punishment well that's what they say that you know good thing can still come out of a bad <laughs> and and i'm really glad that that turned out well for you and, and i look at you now it has launched you on a very very good path now um so you started volunteering and that inspired you to start your organization, the trial thing. Why did why that name? What I know I know try stands for three. I I recognize the health in it and all of those things. And again, yeah, I mean I, I know a little bit about your work and all that, but then for the sake of people who are listening, and then of course you mentioned health equity. For people that do not understand deep English, please break it down, of course, and try to tie it to what you do over at your organization. Okay, so when I decided on the name, I um, thought about marathon, like the entire mm. energy, the entire commitment and determination you put into a marathon to win. And I was like, um, this is not a marathon, it's basically me contributing to the health space. And I was like, I need to do three things, because if I decide to make my organization be focused on just one thing, I, I literally would get bored. I get bored easily of things. <laughs> so I was like, three things, if I'm switching from one initiative to another, it will keep me grounded and keep me really, really focused and happy with what I'm doing. So I thought, try, health. 
marathon then i just made try acting mm. but now that problem is the problem is that people find it very hard to like pronounce it they find it very difficult so i, I wanted to pronounce it like officially now the triacting that's the name of the organization and for uh, what earth equity means it means that we're trying to level the playing field for everybody so that there's no one population that is termed as the vulnerable population vulnerable means that they don't have access to um affordable and uh why calling it sustainable health care products and services so we're trying to bring these products and services to them so that they will not be disadvantaged like they usually are mm-hmm. and the vulnerable populations that we work with include children because they don't have the autonomy of self yet um women because women have been biased like the bias the society has been biased against us for a very very long time and hiv positive population because of the stigma around it as well as those suffering from mental disorders so those are like the four key populations we work with wow well done and thank you look at you <laughs> okay so what has um the challenges been so i mean you are a student that's just one thing that people need to remember. You are still a student, though you are rounding up soon, right? If as <laughs> Oh my goodness, Nigeria will embarrass you sometimes. <laughs> but you understand, right? Yes. So you find out you're a medical student. How has it been like? Again, what what um what level were you when you started? And how has the journey been like combining that with um school and then you know other things that you are involved with? I started a triathlon in 2018, okay, and I was in 300 level by that time. And for me, I've always been very good at multitasking. Like I can be dancing at a party now, and the next five minutes I'm reading. Like my brain works like that. So yeah, it switches <laughs> usually instant. So for me, when people always think ah, I'm always working, I don't have time to rest or have a personal life, that's not really true. The truth is that most of the work that someone would probably do for like six hours i could do it in two hours because okay. i'm very ultra focused when i'm when I, mean, I decided to like oh. uh, be professional right now so um most of the times i kind of like really divide my day on what i want to do i go to school i don't attend all the classes let me not lie <laughs> I attend, i'm judging you <laughs> i attend all the important classes but not the redundant ones so i go to classes like try to read i read really fast so it's like a gift it's not mm. something i worked on okay. i can give advice on how to develop that gift and um during the extra I time i love how honest that is and during the extra time like that i have i decided to like work with people and the thing that has really helped me with this um entire um work is that i have very focused people working with me as mm-hmm. well there are sometimes i can't be where i'm supposed to be at and people are there doing it for example we did a project last year in sierra loan i was able to travel to sierra loan because of the covid and all but we had like an entire team there working yeah. for mm-hmm. us and when we do projects in places like maybe potter court in biesta i don't go there physically but they work people um, on ground they work for us so it's like the entire team effort but people don't really see the team behind it they think i'm the entire face and oh mm. i do all the work but that's not true it's <laughs> like it takes a, a whole village to really do the work i do so basically that's it that helps so i, I think that's a beautiful thing Again, leveraging people, leveraging communities, and I, I'm, 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 I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, you're someone who has volunteered a lot, and 
it would make sense that your volunteers too are like they are up and doing and all of those things and again i i, I think the i'm going to go back to your honesty with the whole um and again well maybe it also ties to maybe a bit of self-knowledge self-discovery and all of those things like you are able to do these things um because you know yourself and you know the things that you can do and then you are leveraging on your strengths to do all of those things so i mean for everybody who is listening and all of that that is not to discourage you from you know getting involved with things that oh she has a gift uh, me i don't have that gift again recognize what works for you leverage that for someone like me now um my head i i, I multitask to my I, I mean to my my fingers are in a number of pies and all of those things but i realize that when it comes to doing mind work and you know just strategize and it's early morning so me, me I, can, I don't I, I don't usually like risking go to class go to work and then come back and of course I can force myself to get there but the best time without having to force anything in the early morning like when I wake up fresh and it's like as I say you're bound when meet they were like the spirits they brought <laughs> <laughs> overnight so you just see me sitting there and doing something and all of this so that is me understanding and knowing myself and all of that and with that everybody can you know leverage what you can you are leveraging your people you are leveraging your community you are leveraging your gifts and your talents and of course leveraging your experiences growing up you know with a poor background and all of those things and then you're able to make impact in the world and i feel like everybody and anybody can do something no matter how little it might not be starting an organization like esther has done but in your own small little corner you can do something right and now you've even heard on this show that um oh crayfish can be a good replacement for milk and you've heard that tell your neighbor tell your family members and you've made impact in their lives because i mean you boosted their nutrition in that way and all of that okay so um again you make a lot of things sound easy again because you are gifted <laughs> and i know there's a lot of the hard work that goes into it because you mentioned focus things so like once you switch into focus mode you are focused and all of that but do you have some things that maybe have disadvantaged you in the past some challenges that have been thrown your way along this your journey and how have you been able to navigate that oh yeah i've had quite a number of challenges i think the very first one that keeps coming to my head anytime someone asks me the question is that the people i started the triacting with they joined because they were my friends oh so it's not like <laughs> it's not like they uh, actually are very passionate about volunteering work so it's, they just wanted to like join Support yeah they support me and that's not really the team of people you really need when you want to do something this tasking because the work we do is largely unpaid so um got to a point i was so frustrated like they weren't showing up for meetings after several months i was so frustrated that i had to like draw up an entire like um resignation letter for all of them and i was like i called a meeting and i was like okay i'm adding this resignation letter you should sign they didn't sign i'm just trying to tell you that i was so frustrated like i was i actually was depressed at one point then we're just starting the training it was back in 2018 so like having a focused community of people that bind into your idea not because they like you but because they like the work you are suggesting mm. to them it's like one thing that i discovered late in my entire process and i feel like sharing it here on this show might help someone thinking of starting something similar and the second thing that has been a huge disadvantage was um the issue of finances so like for everybody starting an organization you're going to get to the point where you're like money is not flowing in and mm. our um art flow is getting larger so how are we going to balance the entire thing so um for me i'm so passionate about that the work i do that 
I I can't let it die. So I was using my pocket money at some point to like um, pay up, and I had quite a number of scholarships as a student. Mm. So that really helped. I was not that broke considering okay. that I was using my, my my pocket money. So um, I was using that contributing my um, my resources. My team members were contributing as well as much as they could. So um, we kept on trying. We didn't give up because the thing about getting funds for an organization is that you have to have done a lot for anybody mm. to want to give you money to do more. Mm. So like all these international organizations that fund people, they don't like taking a risk. They want to see your track, track record, record already before they try to fund you. So like I needed to, we needed to create a track record of the things we do. Mm. So like we were using our personal money and after we got to the stage where we had the track record we started applying for a lot of funding and now the thing i want to point out is that you are going to get a lot of rejection it's it, mm. like you you hear my profile you think oh she's always getting all the opportunities no my sister you know you <laughs> have <everyone>. rejection <laughs> <laughs> so basically you have to really like um make up your mind that you are going to develop a thick skin that when you get those love letters i like calling those love letters, letters. Yes, yes. Love letters. <laughs> so when you get them you will be able to say oh this is just one of the bumps in the road and move on to mm. like the next phase so we applied for a lot it gave us the probability of winning a lot as well also the last thing i want to say is that if you are like really engrossed in the work the way i was when our team was really small and we're doing a lot of things at the same time we're taking a lot of rules um is that some part of your personal life might suffer you might not be able to hang out with your friends as much as you would like to you might not be able to fool around as much as you would mm-hmm. like to but you should know that it's a phase the early phase is generally the most intensive and it's going to pass as long as your organization grows so that's like something i want to say wow that's a lot and again the whole joining things because those people are your friends and it's good because of everybody is enthusiastic they want to support their friend and all of those things and then some people also reach out to you and be like um come and join and you know out of, out of guilt a lot of times i used to like get involved because i mean i know this person i don't want to but i've learned to say no and all of that because i would, and I, I i actually have a script where i use and i would be like it would be unfair to both of us because i won't be able to contribute as i want to which will make me feel bad and it will reduce the quality of my work for that and i will not be able to like deliver and then your work will suffer I would disappoint you, I would disappoint myself. So I can just be a friend of the house from afar. So if you need me to maybe help you share your flyers, if you need me to like maybe recommend people, if you need me to chip in one or two things that you think I'm good at, of course I can do that. But like to be a commit sign up to be a committed member and then not bring the commitment to the table, that is going to be a lot of hard work and headache for both parties. And yeah, so on behalf of those of us that have done that before sorry we, ap- <laughs> we apologize <laughs> but but then when you are not um just as a roundup because when you are not busy doing stuff and you know saving the world and all of that <laughs> what what do you do how do you unwind what are the fun things you do actually i do a lot of fun things okay <laughs> you know when you mentioned party the other time i was like okay <laughs> Um, I think one of the things I constantly do is that if you know me, you know I'm always on my earpiece. I love listening to music. Okay. It gives, it takes me to a new world mm. where everything is calm, everybody's safe, and everybody's mm. happy. So that's one thing I love doing. I love watching uh, movies. Okay. 
I don't like horror movies, please. please. The entire Nigeria is already a horror oh. movie, so please. <laughs> then the third thing I like doing is that I like dancing. If you catch me on the dance floor, there's a high chance that we are dance you. <laughs> That's just okay. the truth. And um, apart from all of those tiny hobbies, I also like mentoring people. And it's not really um, professional mentorship of anything. It can be a personal form of mentorship. You want to grow to become a better person, mm. to develop some core values in yourself. So I love doing that. Although right now I have a lot of mentees, so I'm not taking any new <laughs> mentees. Please, I wanted to say, uh, please, in the presence of God and my listeners, so let me rope <laughs> And then the other thing, I think this is the most awkward thing. Anytime I tell people, they're always like, wow, okay. I love sitting in silence. Mm. Yeah, I just love being in, alone and being with my thoughts and just being able to relish the environment. Mm. No, enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm soaking everything. Just with the other zen stuff. Yes. <laughs> Okay. And that's the thing that actually came with the Dalai Lama Fellowship I had in oh. 2019. So, like, they taught us a lot about contemplative style of leadership, about meditating, yoga, different oh. things. So, please, if you see the application, call for application to the Dalai Lama Fellowship. Apply. I will help you review your application. That thing will change your life. The fellowship actually changed my life. So. Oh, okay. Wow. That's very beautiful. Look at C now. Small <laughs> thing. She has already, she's, she's trying to extend value to everybody. So, on this year. Okay, so when you say that people can reach out to you and you help review their picture, how can they reach out to you? What channels do you prefer? And of, of course, if they also want to check out your work more, you can just tell us the channels. And Oh, so I think um, my LinkedIn is really filled with a lot of my work. So you might want to go there. My name there is Estai Jorgenea Ajari. So you can go there. Um, but if you want to reach out to me, I prefer that you reach out to me via like um, a test message. Because if you reach out to me on any other social media platforms, the chances that I will see your message is very, very, very low. It will take a long while. <laughs> yes. But if you send me an SMS at um, 070-49-354687, I will be able to reply. Okay. All right. So she has opened up. Please, serious inquiries only. Don't go and be spamming her with the uh, DC. I sell this. I sell. <laughs> I sell this. I sell that. You get and of course, um, introduce yourself that oh, you got a number from this show, so that it's easy for her to place it. And you don't need to wait for her to reply your hello before you send. Just in one in one um, message. Hi, my name is Citizen. That I got my I got your contacts from the Value Cafe podcast. I'm reaching out to inquire. And it saves a lot of stress from both perspectives because you are a strange number and she'll be wondering who is this and then you send hello in the morning she'll reply hi in the night and all of you now be doing hello hi hello <laughs> hi hello hi just go straight to the point introduce yourself and it saves a lot of stress for everybody yeah. thank you so much um esther jerry thank you so much for coming on the show actually i enjoyed myself and see if you could see me behind the scenes i was smiling and nodding my head and all of that and well done and i'm looking forward to more awesome stuff coming from your corner and to everybody who listen to this um we are rooting for you and we look forward to awesome stuff coming from you too um i look forward to hosting other guests on this episode and getting your feedback let me know what you thought about this the, the stuff you picked up the stuff you agreed with that you didn't agree with the clarifications you need what you learned the highlights the low lights everything everything and of course share with your friends you can reach out to me personally as the value cafe pod or search for esther opponent you can follow the value cafe 
across all social media um, platforms at the value cafe use the hashtag as the tvc pod you can also send your feedback or inquiries to the value cafe pod at gmail.com also if you want to you know um get on the show yourself or you want to nominate a guest or suggest a topic or a guest or something or you want to partner with me you want to collaborate you want to sponsor me you want to ask for my account number to support this ministry you can also reach out to me on any of those channels thank you so much for joining the conversation this week and i'm going to see you next episode bye bye